This is the Millennial Millionaire Through Real Estate Podcast. Like this kid, he DM me. He's like, hey man, like you're, you're probably the, like, you do the most deals out of anybody I've seen on Instagram. Like just real about it. He's like, what, what's your secret? And I was, I texted him back. I was like, oh, like a magician never reveals a secret. I was like, no, I'm just kidding. No, like tell everybody what the hell you do mm-hmm. and who you are, right? Like stay in front. And I said, something I learned a long time ago is that not everybody's going to love you and that's all right, right? <laughs> so you just kind of roll with the punches. You're listening to the Millennial Millionaire Through Real Estate Podcast, where we discuss tangible tips, tricks, and best practices for becoming financially free. The show is designed for people who want to either start real estate investing or for those who want to scale their real estate business. What's up, guys? This is Jonathan Farber, host of the Millennial Millionaire Through Real Estate Podcast. This show is all about achieving financial freedom as fast as possible so you can do whatever makes you happy in life. For me, that vehicle was real estate, and it's how I achieved financial freedom at 27. If you want to know how I got started, my journey is presented in a YouTube video posted in the show notes, and I post daily in our private Facebook group about my favorite topics and day-to-day strategies. I appreciate you guys being here, and let's get started. Oh, by the way, reach out if you ever need help. I try to keep my calendar open to talk to anyone that needs it or has any quick questions. See you guys. Guys, talk to you later. This episode is sponsored by Infinite Road Destinations, the smartest short-term rental property management group I know, and the group that manages my properties. This is a company that's very close to my heart, run by two of the smartest, most attentive people I know, Claire Rosenberg and Alex Brashears. Claire and I first met when we worked together at NetApp, where she was a top performer and rose crazy fast in the company. And Alex is just one of the most active, genuine people I know in the real estate space. The two of them together bring a blended background of project management, software design, and extensive experience with automation tools and virtual assistants. Through these experiences, they optimize any property to deliver a hands-off experience to owners while delivering the highest occupancy and highest daily rates possible. You guys know I would not recommend anything to anyone in this group that I do not fully endorse or think that is the absolute best product, and this company is that. And like I said before, this is the exact company and people that manage my Airbnbs. If you don't believe me, here are a few of the other tools and services that come along with the team. Listing optimization, guest support and approval, communication and reservations, key exchange and management, dynamic pricing, welcome kit creation, listing advertising and marketing, vendor management, including cleaners, maintenance, handymen, runners, and monthly property reports. To learn more, check out shorttermmadeeasy.com or email info at shorttermmadeeasy.com. And on the forum, just mention that you heard it here or mention my name. So give it a try. You have nothing to lose and they offer a satisfaction guarantee. And I assure you guys, you will not be disappointed. What's going on, guys? Today, we have an awesome episode with close friend and fellow investor, Zach Harris. Zach is an Indiana-based investor. He's been on the show before. He is 24 years old and has about 40 units in his portfolio, but just one of the funniest, most down-to-earth, genuine people I know. It's why I feel like I could always talk to him about stuff or get his opinion. And he's just like not showy in your face and just keeps it real. Like, just, just a great dude. So as you could tell from the episode today, we're close friends and hung out when I was in Indy and just like, just talk deals through all the time. But he's got a great story of how he's able to do so much at such a young age and how he continues to find off-market deals. So that is today's main learning of how to get started with direct mail to start generating off-market leads. We go through his exact step-by-step direct mail strategy for about 20 minutes. So if you are considering doing direct to seller marketing to find off market deals, 
this is exactly what you might need. And you can start doing it tomorrow based on what he is doing. So we go through what he writes on the letters, where he gets the leads, what services he uses, what he does once he starts getting the calls, he uses a call center and just how he goes about getting deals under contract step-by-step. So that's today's main learning and just a really good one. Today's tangible tip. I want you guys to look into two platforms to try to add income streams to your life. The first one is Gumroad and the second one is Patreon. I'm not getting paid to say that by either of them, but we did just launch something which I'm gonna talk about in a sec. And we are listing it on Gumroad, which is just a way that you can do like low cost subscriptions for things for like anywhere from well five to infinity dollars a month. And it's just a great way to kind of keep people on a subscription model, but also not have something that's too expensive or paid all up front. And they'll collect payments, they'll take a fee, but then they'll be able to just transfer it directly to you. And the reason we are doing something like that is because we just launched a book club, which I'm actually really excited about. As you guys know, books were one of the first ways and kind of like learnings that I used to get into real estate. And I just love communities. So Claire and I wanted to organize something that combined the two. And this is going to be more like a real estate book club community or a personal development kind of book club community where we get on and talk through books and hopefully the group gets bigger so we can start bringing authors into it. We did this once before and we were able to get on uh, Keenan. I forget his last name, but he's got a great book on sales. And then we got also John. Wow, I'm just butchering these. We'll put them in the show notes, but he wrote the book um, Giftology and we were able to get them on and they spoke to the group and it's just a really cool experience. So um, that's today's tangible tip. Check those two out. If you have any service or product or thing that you're thinking about kind of going to market with and want to start a community around, they are a great platform. So that is that. Enjoy today's episode with Zach Harris. All right. Excited to have Zach Harris back on the show. This is like overdue. And uh, even from the last time we did that call, Zach, I feel like you've become probably one of my closest friends in real estate and just someone that like, if I have a couple of minutes, I know I could always ping or talk to and just like very similar mindset, man. So I'm so hyped to have you back on, bro. But how are you doing, man? What's what's going on? What's up? It's so weird you say that because I was thinking about the same thing. We weren't even communicating, but I was just driving somewhere. And I was like, dude, we've literally met like once like in person. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I'm like, dude, I feel like I've known this guy for a couple of years. Like as cliche as that sounds, but you're right. Like I can just call, I can call you up at any point and like kind of chop it up. And it's, it's like, yeah, that's like, that's my boy. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> I'm good, man. man. Uh, I'm good. I'm kind of, you know, I, I'm wishing I was down there in Florida with you right now, but you know, soon enough, soon enough. Yep. Um, so yeah, you know what? I want to just jump right in there, but real quick, and, and we'll post the episode that you were on before and the number and all that, but real quick, for those that don't know, just so people could have a little context and don't think that you're just some syndicator dude throwing out unit count and, uh, sure. haven't done any, any real roll up your sleeves work yourself. Um, who, who are you real quick? Well, so I, um, I'm a 24 year old guy. I'm born and raised in, out of Indianapolis, Indiana. And um, I started out as um, more of like a single family, like rental, you know, buying up single family rentals as a, as a real estate agent too, kind of as a way I broke into the business. And then that kind of, I guess, snowballed more into multifamily. And, and I think today more than anything, I'm just an opportunist. I'm not too one-sided on multifamily. I'm not too one-sided on single family short term. Um, but dude, I just like to go out. I'm, I'm a deal junkie. It, it just, it's a freaking blast and it, it mm. excites me to go out be able to work with people like yourself and put deals together and you know not have to work for the man dude so and, and first of all i'm not, I'm not saying this is a plug but you have 
like, first off, I don't know how or why you don't have like 20 or 30 or a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, dude, at least two to three times a day. I'm just bursting out laughing at the shit that you're doing. <laughs> like, like yesterday guys, like and, and just drop it after this, like what, what it is. And like, when you started doing that, cause you've been putting out a lot more content, but like, just if you even like for anyone listening, if you have stuff to show, or even if you don't think like Zach just documents his day to day, it is hilarious. Like yesterday, that dude walking the line, the sobriety test at like 11 30 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. I, I mean, look, I, I think somebody, I actually, I'm gonna post this on my story later today, but somebody was like, I mean, it, it doesn't even have to do anything with real estate, but like it kind of goes back to like some people have told me, they're like, damn, like you're the same person like in person as you are on Instagram, I just shoot it straight. Right. And I feel like that's how everybody should be. You know, it's kind of like we talk, like, I know, I know what you're about. Like, I don't have to be right next to you to, to like enjoy your presence or, you know, conversation with you. But, um, you know, I think that that kind of having some sort of like realness to you kind of helps transfer over into whatever it is you're doing. And people are like, like this kid, he DM, he's like, Hey man, like, you're, you're probably the, like you do the most deals out of anybody I've seen on Instagram. Like you're just real about it. He's like, what, what's your secret? And I was, I texted him back. I was like, Oh, like a magician never reveals a secret. I was like, no, I'm just kidding. No, like tell everybody what the hell you do mm-hmm. and who you are, right? Like stay in front. And I said, something I learned a long time ago is that not everybody's going to love you and that's all right. Right. <laughs> so you just kind of roll with the punches. hundred percent, man. And if, uh, not throwing names, but if that was Mark Morey, shout out Mark Morey, active kid in the game, rolling up his sleeves on real estate. Um, it wasn't was Mark, but Mark is getting after it. So Zach, what uh, what is like a typical day look like for you? You know, what type of deals are you looking for? What are you driving around doing? Like even just you know, catch catch me up yeah. on like what what's got you kind of excited these days and where you're spending your time and energy. Um, you know, I, I think I saw something the other day. I, I forget the guy's name, uh, bigger pockets is it, is it Brandon Turner. Yeah. He posted something like this long ass thing about like, um, like waking up at six 30. Did you see that? You know what I'm talking no, about? I didn't see that actually. It was like this long ass thing, but because you know, I really like will post their like morning r- routine and like, you know, I got to go meditate for six hours and drink green tea and, you know, bend over backwards and all this crazy shit. Like, like I kind of used to subscribe to that. And like, dude, I like to wake up early, but lately, man, like I've just been kind of busy and, you know, I may work till like two, two thirty at night. I'm not going to turn around and wake up at six 30. So I can like post a story on Instagram, like, yeah, like, look at me. Right. Like, dude, everybody needs sleep. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you know, I've been, but I mean, the, mo- the majority of my days, like I don't have a whole lot of structure. I try to keep three things consistent throughout and it's read, write and work out. And if I can like, kind of, that sounds dumb, but if I keep those things consistent, it kind of gives me a little, like, in my opinion, like level um, to, to consistency. And, and then, dude, from there, I'm on the phone. I'm, I mean, you like, you know how it is. I'll probably get some calls while we're on this and I'm going to like have to deny them. But, dude, I, get, I just go out and I talk to people. I'm on the phone. I'm hitting, you know, marketing and trying to figure out, hey, what kind of deals do I want to do? I'm looking for single family deals. Look for multifamily deals. Eventually, I want to try to get down to a little warmer climate. So, you know, starting to put some feelers out on that aspect or that front, if you will. Mm-hmm. But dude, I don't have like a, Hey, from six ten to six twenty five, I'm doing this. Like that is not me, man. Yeah. But it is funny though. Like that said, you do focus on important things and the things that matter. Cause I feel like the people that, that don't have any structure, it's like they yeah. spend their day being reactive, but not being productive. 
So like, it is just funny that you can still balance it and like be as productive and get deals done as you can. Like, does that, does that make you think of anything or like maybe anything you try to follow, like at least conceptually? Um, so, I mean, you know, there's like, I just subconsciously kind of tell myself, and and this is, I I think I've been spoiled to some extent, um, because I talking about Mark, not to bring him up again, but he texts me. He's like, Hey man, like I'm, I'm going through a job transition. And maybe like some of the people who listen to this are, you know, might be kind of going through a job transition or they're maybe leaving their job. Right. Like totally trying to follow to some extent in your footsteps. Right. Um, and it's a weird, I think it's a weird feeling when you have a lot of time on your hands and you have to be protective of your time in a sense that like, yeah, maybe you're, maybe you're not working for the man anymore, but you also need to try to be like pushing that needle forward and seeing what's actually moving the needle. Right. And so like if getting on Facebook and posting about like how many brokers you called today isn't really moving the needle, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Right. It might make mm-hmm. you feel good, but like things like that, I think I've, I've kind of learned because I haven't had that exposure to like a, a real job, if you will. And so it's always been like, I think in the back of my mind, a little bit of like almost motivation out of fear, like, Oh shit, like if I don't get this done, like I'm not going to have any money to you know pay my bills. Mm-hmm. So I wish I, I wish I had some more like structured kind of, direction for you but i i really don't I, like i said i try to get up i get my body moving i'm like all right let's move and shake baby hey man i think about it like this is root cause analysis if you're already doing stuff then like the people that are doing it don't necessarily re- need to read the book on productivity you know like someone that can jump high doesn't need to learn about why they can jump high they can just do it but for the people that don't it's a matter of then i think kind of figuring out why can't I get motivated to do this or why am I not kind of taking the action that I need? And it's, is it, I don't know how to, I don't want to, I feel stupid doing it or whatever, but like, you're just an action oriented person. You just jump in and like, not afraid to get rejected. You're going in, you're talking to people, like you're making it happen. And just like, I think for you, the plan kind of just develops after the action is taken. I I think you're right. But I would also say too, like, I, I genuinely enjoy what I do. Like I'm not, I think it'd be a different case if I'm like, damn, I got to go show 30 houses today and I got to drive these people around. I got to go to an open house. Like, don't get me wrong. Like being a, a real estate agent or broker, like you can make good, quick money as a young guy, as an older, but like, it doesn't matter, but you kind of have to be willing to find that niche that you like. And for me, like, I, I don't give a shit if it's a five, like if it's a $500,000 deal or a $50,000 deal. Like, I don't want to go do the open house. I don't want to go get dressed up in a suit and like, shave and comb my hair and be like okay well let me show this to you and like i hate that dude and like the i, I think it, my buddy said it to me like this was really well put yesterday he's like when people know that you're really good at something like you don't have to put on you know like the the front if you will like they're going to come to you no matter what and so i've kind of stuck true like geared in that um without really knowing it and so i think when you find what it is that you you actually like then your innovation is going to spark right like for you dude you love playing golf right? Mm. You probably don't want to play it all day, every day, right? You want to feel like you have some sort of fulfillment. We were talking about this the other day on the phone, but like whatever that time frame looks like, if it's, you know, one to four o'clock, you want to feel like, Hey, I want to be fulfilled with something. I want to be putting short-term deals together, maybe some multifamily deals. I want to be having, you know, meals with people that I enjoy their company. Like you got to have fulfillment. I think once you find that fulfillment, you're like, it kind of, it's almost like working backwards, then your motivation will come. Yeah. I mean, I I do have a note. I want to come back to this later, that perfect day thing, but something that I feel like I got to touch on with you because we do have some realtors that listen to the show or even a lot of people that 
are in a maybe corporate job and they've considered getting their license for a while. But when they think of being an agent or a broker, they think about doing the open house on the weekend, walking people around, suit, the whole thing. So like, can you just kind of conceptualize or like help us understand how and why you don't do that or don't have to do that or like how you got to that point? I I mean, it's, I'm going to come off like kind of an a-hole here, but it's like, I've said this since I started like to me, open houses are a waste of time. Driving people around is a waste of time. And so when I think about like, like other realtors, not just in my market, but like across the country, they love to tell you how busy they are, right? Mm-hmm. And your average realtor makes like what, like $54,000 a year? Like how many, tra- like how many hours do you have invested into like that 54, that 56, $58,000 across the entire year, it's probably a lot more than your average Joe. And people are like, oh, I run my own business. And it's like, no, you don't. You're, you're, you're being ran by someone else. And you're almost kind of like a subservient to these people. And I was like, look, I, I kind of, I started buying rental properties and brokering at the same time. So I had knowledge on, you know, buying rental properties and kind of putting those things together. And, and that's where I kind of decided to go with like my, my niche, if you will. And, you know, I think that if you're going to become a realist, it's like I told you, you know, you got to go back to finding like what it is that you are excited about, what kind of sparks your motivation. And for me, like the rental property side, I think whether it's single family, multifamily, like it's very black and white. It's the numbers. I'm a numbers guy. I like to know, Hey, look, it's either going to work or it's not going to work. And we're going to the next one. And so for me, I just try to look at it as how can I like bring more value than just, Hey, I can go show you some houses and then write a purchase agreement. Because like, I, I honestly don't even like telling people that I'm a realtor sometimes because like, Oh, this person's freaking ding that. Right. So that's kind of, I don't know if that answers your question. I, I look at it as like more so like a consultant to some extent, mm-hmm. but it's unfortunate sometimes because you're paid, like realtors are paid on the asset amount, right? So I might go out and sell $150,000 houses next year, but there could be a guy down in Florida who's selling, you know, $4 million houses who's in left field that's making more money, right? So you just kind of, I think you have to be very protective of your time and realize what that ROT is per, per transaction return on time. So where do you spend more time day to day in your personal like investments and acquisitions or in the brokerage business? And then I guess where I want to go with that after is you don't talk to that many realtors or brokers that actually own rental property. So like, we're going to get to the why, but for you in your day to day, how do you kind of balance between keeping that business going and making money with clients who want to buy and sell and kind of acquiring for yourself? Well, so I pretty much will go out and, and procure deals and opportunities for myself. I like to kind of, I like to keep my pipeline full of potential opportunities that I can get into. And by doing that, I think it, it creates, like, I will post about it and talk about what I have going on, what I'm doing, and it creates attention, right? People are like, oh, dude, you're buying rental properties, you're buying apartments, you're buying this, you're buying that. Like, I want to get in on that, right? And they see that, mm. that like, I am creating momentum and activity for myself, and therefore, I think that's what helps on the like brokerage or realtor side of things where people are like, hey, like, I want to try to go out and buy some rental properties. Like, I hear you're the guy to talk to. So by doing that, I almost kind of become, I create myself as almost like the expert in that space by doing it for self. And that allows me, I think, to, to get in front of other people and they trust that, hey, if I'm doing it for myself, I can, I can help them. You know what I'm saying? Totally. hundred percent. So, so yeah, why, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Like to, I guess to, to answer your question to like the full extent is like, I spend more time on my personal stuff mm-hmm. um, like that's selfish, but I can, I can also speak, I think 
on behalf of like some of the stuff I ran into, like some of the times I've gotten hit on the chin. And like, I'll tell people, like, I have to, like, like two weeks ago, I saw a house and I told not to. I was like, it's a shit. Hole. They're like, no, it's fine. <laughs> okay, you're signed this saying I told you not to buy this so that I'm protected, right? So I, that's all it really is, I think, is being able to share experiences, not just as like, hey, let me go chase a commission at 3%, you know? So that's kind of how I've teed it up. Mm-hmm. So why do you think- like we've most- why do you think most well realtors not get into the game and like what what advice would you have to them to get into the game because i guess the way i think about it is like if you're a wholesaler or you're yeah. a realtor finding yeah. off-market deals is kind of like the lifeblood of everything because then you can dispo them which just means get rid of them yeah. in like a lot of different ways you could you could sell them wholesale them wholesale them partner with people take them yeah. down as rentals so like for you, I know you are finding a lot of off-market deals, but like, I guess I would like, if you could, to link that back to maybe like yeah. why some people yeah. don't ever get into the game. Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily know the exact why, but like one thing I'll share with you is like, I, we talk about this uh, like on our team uh, and there's only a handful of us, but like try, trying to basically look at it from, there's three different pillars. Like how do I first and foremost buy it? Like if there's, if there's like on my team, if somebody comes across a deal and they're like, Hey, you know, maybe I don't have the money. I need to call Zach up because he either has the money. He can go find the money. He can take down this deal if there's meat on the bone. Right. So first and foremost, how do I buy it? Second of all, if I don't want to buy it, is there enough margin or meat on the bone to wholesale? Right. And then third off, and this is, I think the, the good thing about having your license in any state is because it gives you another way to make money on the deal. So if there's no, if there's no meat on the bone to wholesale it, like right now for you guys, if, if, it's, if there's no meat, you just, it's a dead lead, right? Like you just, hey, no thanks. But as, as a broker, hey, we can list that. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's, it's the deal for us or it's the deal for maybe one of our like private buyers on our wholesale list, but on market, you see what things are going for, right? So you're able to, to put it on the market in remission. So like I look at, okay, three different ways into every single deal, single family, multifamily, whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Because oh, you can enter different, I mean, you know, like different strategies. But I think it's unfortunate because, you know, you made a point earlier where, you know, you talked to like some of these agents that they don't have any rental properties. And I think that it's, um, you see that because it's it's kind of like any other job. But again, I, I like reiterate, people think when you're a realtor, like, oh, I run my own business. Well, yeah, if, if you're structuring it correctly. But at that same token too, if you're not looking at, at deals like, hey, how do I buy this? Even if you don't have the money, you should be trying to figure out, hey, how can I raise the money to go and take this thing down? And I think that's that might be some part of the reason as to why people kind of stay out of it or don't do well in it is because they can't they can't draw attention to themselves to continue to have repeat business. So it's like one-off commission. Okay, hey, I just made 3% on this. Okay, well, how do you continue that momentum and that snowball? Yeah, so with that then, I feel like then I have to ask the question, how, and we talked about this, I remember on the first one, but like, dude, what's the starter kit for a realtor that's looking to either raise money or partner with clients to do deals? Because a lot of them would then say, yeah, well, I don't do it because I can't get loans. I can't get the money. So either how do you get the money or how do you partner with people to do those deals? Well, I think like, you know, the first, the first kind of like pillar to that is hype. Like you gotta, you gotta educate yourself. You gotta kind of like, I call it like hyper education, like dude, read all the books, books, listen to all the podcasts. Like if you have to go to these events and you go to these seminars, like do it so you can meet people and you can become articulate when you're in front of somebody that is potentially looking at maybe partnering or, or, you know, doing something with money with you. Right. 
And then second off is dude, you got to find a deal. Like, you know, my senior year of college, like I had probably 40 grand in my name, but we were able to, I was able to buy apartment buildings just by finding the deal. But prior to finding the deal, I had to be educated enough to understand like how to even, how to even underwrite a deal. What, what is a deal? What's not a deal, right? You can't just pop on Zillow and be like, Hey, like, let's buy this. Do you want to give me money? Well, why is it a good opportunity for this person to invest with you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. hundred percent. Education and find deals. Deals right now are the hardest thing to find. Money's cheap. Everybody's got money. People come to me and they're like, Hey, you want a partner? I'm like, well, what do you, what do you bring to the table? Well, I have $250,000. Okay, great. Yep. That's so <laughs> spot on. Just like, so it couldn't yeah. be more spot on. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, okay. So if someone, let's say is listening to this and they're like, all right, um, I want to start then maybe taking a similar path. I want to go back to the deal finding part of it because I okay. know like six months ago, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. I don't think you were sending out as much direct to seller stuff. I feel like maybe you were, or like, I don't know how you were finding deals back then, but I feel like it kind of changed when like, I remember one day we were talking and you were like, I just sent out a bunch of mail. Like my phone's been blowing up. Like I got to take these calls and like organize it. So like, can you maybe just talk us through that progression and then what that looks like of how you're finding deals now that so people can maybe copy it or follow it in their market? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like you have to be direct to seller in a lot of cases you're going to struggle to find good deals if you're, if you're not direct to seller. Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we, like we hit mailers hard, like one month we did 10,000 and I was like, yeah, mm. that seemed like that many. And then you start getting all these people calling in either telling you to go screw yourself or, Hey, I actually have a, a property to sell. And, um, you just have to filter through those. Right. So like we have a, um, we're, we're kind of working on like test testing what we're doing, like the call center and how those calls are being received. Like I hear a lot of people trying to do like cold calls, like, oh, hey, we have, you know, 50 cold callers in the Philippines, dude, if, if you're in one of these markets and like, this is no offense, but like, if some of these old, like take like the route of like seniors with equity, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's usually like a pretty niche list that people hit. If they get a call from somebody, like you get all these IRS calls, like, hey, like send me, you know, send me your bank account, send me your social. Like, that dude, that's the same. That's hilarious thing. that you posted. Well, it's the same shit. Like somebody, and again, like some of these cold callers, they sound good. They sound like they're from here. But they're like, hello, sir. Like we'd like to buy your house. And it's like, that shit doesn't work. Right. And so that's why I don't, I don't, I don't mess with it. I won't, I don't, I'm not going to pay people to do cold calls like that. I'd rather hit them with a mailer than have them reach out to us. Right. Because mm -hmm. there's, that's, that's an, like, it's, it's an action step, right. It's an action item to where they are making an effort, whether it's, Hey, don't leave, like, take us off your list, leave us alone. Still in action. Like, you know, I hate to be like this, but Cardone's like, everybody's a client, right? Like there's still, there's still something there. Right. So you, you know, you take them off your list and, and who knows, maybe you get them on the phone. I've had people that leave like really shitty messages because I can listen to the calls and I'll call them up and I'll be real nice. And then maybe I'll turn the call around on them and be like, Oh, like, you know, this one lady, she had like a mobile home park that she just like shut down. So, uh, you know, things like that, where I, I try to like, I try to get in front of the sellers, but in a way that like they have to reach out. Um, but yeah, we hit that hard. Like my goal, like I want to send out 50,000 mailers in Q2 and that's not that many. Okay. So I would love to just like peel that back. So one, like, can you just take us through your steps of where are you getting the leads? What, what service are you using to send the mail? What does the card say? And then we'll get into like what happens when the phone starts ringing. But if, if someone listening to this is like, all right, 
tomorrow's the day I am taking action on sending direct mail into my market. I'm going to spend whatever it costs to send out 10,000 mailers, which if you could talk to the cost of that and uh, we're going to start it tomorrow. So like coach me, guide me if I'm that listener. right? I forget somebody like DM me and they're like, dude, why are you giving out this information? Because like this fucking many of you guys will actually do anything with it. So like, like, Oh, aren't you scared? Dude, I, I don't, I don't care. Like I could, I could give you my entire playbook and you're just like, we're, you're not going to, we're not going to be able to compete because it's, we're just not the same. You know what I'm saying? But no, it starts like this. So I'll, I'll go in and pull a list from either list source. Like some people want to use prop stream. There's a couple different like places where you can go and, and filter out these lists. So you go and buy that list for, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But for me, what I do is, and I think this is, this is maybe what differentiates me from some of the other like competitors, if you will is I put I, my criteria is shit I want to buy, right? Like I am doing this because I want to buy stuff. So if it so happens that, okay, I don't want to buy it, I'll wholesale it or I'll broker it, right? But either way, my criteria is in there. So for example, like I don't do one bedroom, like I won't do one bedroom house. I won't do stuff built before, like my bread and butter is like 1950 and after. So I won't do anything really before 1950, 55. And then I'll usually do, you know, single family residences and then everything up to multifamily. Mm. I'll blast those freaking mailers. That, so you, you pull that list and then you have to skip trace the, the list or the, the information that you have. And then you have to put it into um, an Excel sheet where you can send it off to your mailer source. So like we use this third party, like there's a bunch of them out there, like ballpoint marketing's one. And it, I use the ones where it looks like it's handwritten, right? I don't send like a, a postcard where it's like yellow or anything like that. It's just like a normal... Like it, like it actually, we actually, I actually stole one when I was on an appointment, but, um, cause I really want to keep it. So it, you know, it says, Hey there, you know, like I, I say my full name. I'm not like, Hey, this is so-and-so LLC. I'm like, I buy, you know, I have a couple of rentals in the area. I'm looking to buy more. Maybe I'm having, like, I'll mention something about, I'm having a hell of a time with realtors. Like hit me up if you have a, a property sell or, you know, this, that, and the other. And you would be surprised by the people that, that actually respect that. And it's not like, Cause that, you see, you've probably seen some of those mailers. Like there's a template, like, Hey, you know, we buy houses cash. Like that's not what I send out. I, like I'm honest with them. Cause I, like, like I said, we bought four houses last a week or two ago. Like, like I said, if, if they're good enough deals, I will close them. So yeah. So we go, we go to the list, we skip trace them. We send them out to our mailing company. We have like the kind of, you know, template that it says, you know, give us a call at whatever number. Then they'll call in right now. We have a call center. So they, they like take in the lead. So you probably see me post on my story. It'll be like, hi, this is Zach's office, right? That's our call center. So these people call in and be like, hi, yeah, you get my freaking information, right? And so I'll go to there, listen to them. Um, this is probably one of the like places I spend a lot of my time um, is like listening to these calls and seeing who's like legitimate or not. Because you can like, there's, there's a lot of meat on the bone when you can listen to these calls and kind of figure out. And then I'll typically either myself or one of the other guys will make a second call to build rapport and to potentially, you know, schedule a meeting to get out there. Um, mm-hmm. And then once, once the meetings are set, like usually we do like either a Friday or Saturday and we can just go hit the whole day. And then we go meet with these people. I print out some contracts, bring my pen. I'm like, all right, let's do it, man. So that's kind of the process in short. Um, but yeah, so- sorry, that was long. I'm serious. No, Zach, not, no bullshit. Just not saying this. Cause you're just one of my, one of my close friends, but like just guys, anyone can just do what he said tomorrow. Like 
that was step by step. Like the only thing I'm just going to ask, where, did you say, did you get the list from ListSource or did you pull it from yeah. County Rec? Okay. I got it from, I get mine from ListSource. PropStream I've heard is better, but I haven't done it. Okay. So like, guys, just re-listen to the last five minutes. If you want to start doing direct mail in your market oh, and one other thing, like to do that, Zach, high level, well, let's say, you know, from the last rep batch you sent out, what's the cost? Dude, our cost on the first one with, um, with mail with, so we sent out 10,000 mm -hmm. and we didn't have a call center. Like the call center, I think was like a, a 900 or a grand last month. Mm -hmm. um, and that gets you, I think so many, so many minutes of talk time, which mm -hmm. like is probably a good thing to do. This is no shit. Like the phone not ringing. Like it was great because these people would leave a message, but I think the all in cost there was maybe like maybe five grand. Maybe mm -hmm. I want to say like, 4,400 bucks, mm -hmm. to be honest with you. Um, but again, like a lot of the stuff that I've done, both on the wholesaling and brokerage side of things, like I'm kind of, I do it the kind of like, like get, like get, you know, we kind of say like the ghetto way just because I don't like, I don't really know any better, but dude, like this is no shit. Like the, in that first month of January, I think I shared this with you. I was, I was coming home from an appointment from this, this round of mailers and I saw an eight unit apartment building for sale by owner, like, like freaking sign in the yard. Did I tell you this? No. Sign in the yard said eight units, 175 K firm. And so I ended up negotiating with the seller because he had some other lots included. So it ended up being like, I think closer to 200 or, or more. I don't remember, but dude, it was like a, it was a, it was a, almost a six figure fee from the wholesale from driving for dollars. Mm. That is insane. And like the thing about it is like, I think like when you find people, you know, like in our market, wholesalers are kind of like associated, like a little bit of a sketchier kind of vibe, like a lot of area, unfortunately. But one thing I found just kind of goes back to like the brokerage side of things. When you start working with people and show them that like you value the relationship, whether it's a brokerage on market deal or a wholesale off market deal, those people are going to really value your opinion once they transact with you a few times because you have their best interest in mind. And you're not just like trying to get them over for like five or ten thousand dollar fees, right? You can you can go out and make really big fees and still have a good good deal for that person on the back end, and still be able to sleep at night. Mm. Does that make sense? So good, yeah. I mean, maybe just from like super super high level, can you just actually before we do real quick, what is the company you're using for the call center, and do you recommend not even recommend this company, but did adding a call not, center to your life? I'm not going to say it because I'm pretty shitty with them right now. Okay. Like, but do you recommend a call center in general? Like, has it helped you in some capacity? Do you see Honestly, it or like, eh? It depends. Like if you are, I mean, for me, dude, I have a lot of time on my hands. Like I do. Like I can sit here and BS with you all day. I can be on the phone. Um, I don't really like taking on these like random inbound calls. But dude, if you're just starting out and like you don't really have a, a huge budget to dude, just take the calls yourself, put your number on there. Don't be afraid. Like don't open up like these 10 LLCs and hide behind it. Like you're this big company, just be straight up with people. And I'm like, I swear to you, like the more real you are with somebody about that kind of stuff, like, Hey, here's how I buy rental properties. Here's the one I got one over here. I got one over here. And you're not like, well, I just bought your neighbor's house and you're lying to them. People can kind of see right through that. So you're taking advantage of people. And I think that's kind of messed up, but dude, if, if you don't have a big budget, just take the calls yourself. And then once you do a couple of deals and whether you wholesale them or you wholesale them, put like, okay, yeah, you, you made 10 grand. Great. Well, put six of that back for marketing and go run another round, right? Mm. The numbers, the numbers won't lie to you. 
So good, man. That's so good. Um, <clears throat> I was going to say before that, thank you for that. What, uh, yeah. what are your, like for someone that's wondering what is disposition strategies? Like now again, yeah. like guys, we're running through this. I like to just do these on this, this type of episode. We just ran through like Zach's acquisition strategy. So it's like deal finding. Now we're get, going through like disposition, which is either like getting rid of it or keeping it or like what you do once you have it. So like for you, Zach, how do you think about, cause you could wholesale it, you could wholesale it, you could put it on retail, you could get a listing, you could do a lot of stuff. It's so like, how do you think through yeah. some, some guy or gal that just calls you and is like, I'm ready to do this. Let's sell. How do you kind of go through that decision chain? Well, I mean, prior to making them an offer, like I kind of have that, um, that I guess internal conversation with the, the couple of people on our team, like, Hey, what do we want to do this? You know, there might be like an opportunity where it's like, I don't really want to buy this, but maybe one of the guys on the team does, or he wants to go and partner. So typically what we'll do is we'll figure out, okay, Hey, we have a deal in the pipeline. We're already starting to put out some kind of like soft feelers as far as money people. So like family, family, friends, Hey, I got a deal coming up. We're going to be looking for you know, 50 grand at 8% for six months, 50 grand at whatever percent for four months, right? And then once we get closer to the deal closing and we feel like, hey, we actually want to close on it, do a wholesale or a quick flip, um, we'll actually call that investor back up and say, hey, you know, are you are you good for 50 grand X percent? We'll have it returned to you at X date. That's like one route. The other route is, hey, we're just strictly going to wholesale this. We're going to put it on a, you know, 30 to 45 day contract. And at that point, we're kind of, we're starting to make connections too. It's like similar, the, the software kind of like initial feelers with investors. We're doing the same thing with buyers, right? Hey, we're working on these, some of these single family deals. Hey, we're working on some of these multifamily deals. Do you have an interest? Here's some base level information. We don't have the financials yet. We don't have all like an exact price. We haven't been able to negotiate it yet. And we're just, again, it goes back to like being real and transparent with people. And then based on how our negotiations with the seller go, we can then make the decision of, okay, is it something that aligns with our criteria that what, what we want to buy? Or is it something we feel like we can wholetail it? And if we don't, we're going to try to help that person list it and sell it on market. And like one thing, I, like I steal this from Ryan Dossie. It's like, don't leave the person, like the seller or whoever that is, in a worse position than what you found, right? Like, like the other day, I just looked at two, two multifamily buildings right next to each other. They're in pretty rough shape. I'm not going to buy them. I don't think there's enough meat on the bone to wholesale them. So I said, hey, I'll tell you what, I'm listing a, lot of, a couple other properties in this area, which I did as one of my own properties. I'll help you list it. And so that's what I think they're going to do, right? So mm. that's kind of my process on the disposition side of things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's more or less like, okay, go get your private money lined up. Go get your, your buyers lined up. And if, if you don't want to go that route, you can go ahead and list it. All right. I love it's it, stupid. man. Keep so it, good. Keep it simple. Keep it, keep it simple, stupid. Brother. All right. I just want to pull back out for a sec. Not the way that you probably wanted me to joke about that. Um, but for a sec, uh, let's talk about the perfect day, man. That's something that I think we talked about last last week. And um, like both of us, I think, are in similar situations of trying to figure out how to have like fulfilling days, fulfilling yeah. lives. Like, you know, just like, not to get like too kind of airy fairy here, but like at least in a way that like the money's worth something and helping people kind of like to your point. So we talked about that. Can you talk about maybe like what, what you think about with that stuff kind of like off that Frank Kern video that we were talking about, and then maybe even like what you want to plan for in the rest of 2021 or the year after that, like what, what does it kind of look like for you? <clears throat> I mean, look, I'm, I'm refining that every day as yeah. I, you know, find things that I like or I don't like, 
you know, about my business or just personal life, things like that. Um, but I mean, in all honesty, like, you know, I'm probably like you to some extent, like I want to be in a warm climate, but at that same token, I like, I really, like I said, I really like what I do. I like some of the relationships I've been able to be, to, to create. And like, it's cool. I think, you know, to be able to do, achieve a certain, I guess, level of like financial freedom and, and stuff like that. But it, it also is pretty fun to me. Like when you can help other people do that kind of stuff. And it's like, damn, when I met this person, they didn't have like any, any real estate, they didn't understand any of this kind of stuff. And they took a chance to be able to kind of tap into like my knowledge or, or experience. And like, you look back, you know, 12 months after you maybe started working with this person, it's like, man, they got all this shit going on. Right. To me, that's pretty cool. And you, then you can kind of speak the same language and you create some of these relationships. But I mean, dude, to me, like a perfect day is, Hey, being somewhere, somewhere in the, you know, warm weather, whether that's Florida or Texas, probably preferably Florida, but I love to be on the water. Like I want to be, like, I'll probably grow my hair out real long and get a jet ski or something like that. But, uh, you know, to, to tie it back to like fulfillment, man, I mean, I want to be able to, to feel like I'm working towards something. And, you know, we, I think we briefly touched on this on one of our other calls was, you know, having kind of like this, like all-star team of, you know, guys and gals that are working on something collectively, whether that's real estate or some sort of business, like to me, that's really attractive. And mm. I like the kind of environment I've built here with my team. And I'm kind of trying to model that same environment, but I'd like to go and do that in other States on other projects, you know, um, you know, guys like yourself. So that to me is something that, you know, would be part of my fulfillment. And my perfect day is like spending a few hours of that day, you know, trying to move the needle forward uh, with those, with that group of people. And, you know, ultimately trying to work towards, you know, something bigger than ourselves, right? You can go out and have all these rentals and all this passive income and da, 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 da. But at some point, like what, what's it all worth, right? To me, like I said, kind of relationships are, are really, I think, what comes from this. And that's the beauty of being able to be kind of like that nomad, if you will. And, and as I reflected, like originally, I'm, oh, I want to grow this huge, like private equity firm. And what I'm finding is, dude, I just want to kind of hang out, like read my books, work out, like hang out with cool people and do my thing in the sun, mm. you know, still while doing deals, but not having to like be under this magnifying glass of like my every move is watched. Zach, there's really nothing more I could out of that. I feel a very similar way, man. And like similar progression. It's just cool that you're 24 and you have it. I'm 27, you know, both young, but like the younger you can kind of, I think, learn that and just get closer to understanding what you actually think you like. And it's your answer, not yeah. someone else's. So like, that's not what maybe someone in college would tell you or someone that works at Goldman Sachs, but you found that for yourself. So like, it's just yours. And like, who is anyone else to judge what you want to do with your time? Like you help people, yeah. you make money, like whatever, it's all good. So, um, all right. I know we just went on like a real warm and fuzzy there, but Zach, what's the best way to uh, get in touch, man? People want to follow your day to day or reach out. Yeah, man. I mean, hit me up on Instagram. I'm, I'm pretty active there. Shoot me a DM. Dude, I like, I'll, I'll chop it up with people. I do 15, 30 minute calls. Like, you know, just exploring what people have going on. Like I like that kind of stuff. Sometimes I get a little overwhelmed with like the DMs, like, Hey, should I buy this deal? I really won't like respond to those, <laughs> but uh, I, I will like do calls with people. I think that that's fun getting to understand, you know, what they have going on. If there's a, a, a little golden nugget that I can be helping. I, I would have liked to have back in the day, but 
Um, yeah, I mean, hit me on Instagram. You can shoot me an email, Zach at ZachHarris.com. Other than that, man, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty easy to find, but hopefully I'll be down there in Florida, like I said, here sooner rather than later. Dude, I can't wait. Or we'll be uh, international soon enough. Um, Zach, dude, just uh, yes. thank you again for coming on, man. It's always great catching up. Yeah. Always great in the setting to kind of show people like a little more behind the scenes, man. But uh, good deal, man. Thanks for coming on. We'll, we'll talk again very shortly, I believe. Appreciate you having me, dude. All right, team, man. Hey, you millennial millionaire. Are you looking for help getting to the next level in real estate? Are you looking for accountability and strategy to achieve your goals? If so, Jonathan is now taking on one-on-one students and opening a few spots in his private mastermind. It's affordable and welcome to everyone. If you had any questions or think you may need a boost, send Jonathan a message on Facebook or email at johnjfarber at outlook.com.